0: Listening to the Go and Tell Gals podcast, and I'm your host, Jess Conklin. In most of our episodes, we'll have a guest, a woman who is running on mission right where she's at. We pray this podcast leaves you encouraged and spurred on to go and tell the good news. Hey, friends, I'm not sure what comes to mind when you hear the word evangelist. Maybe you get excited. Maybe you feel some shame. Maybe you only think of Billy Graham. Maybe you think of someone you heard speak at a conference one time. Maybe you think of someone yelling at a bunch of people on the street. But today we are talking with one of my favorite evangelists, a woman who I believe is genuinely shaping our generation and our culture one person at a time. Her name is Jessie Green. I am grateful and excited to get to know her more and more as time goes by, and I know you're going to enjoy this conversation with her. Hey friends, you are in for a treat today today. I don't know what to say. I'm grateful. I'm excited. I am enthralled and encouraged and inspired by Jesus in our podcast guest today, Jesse Green. So thank you so much for taking time to talk with us and share your heart. Yeah, of course. I'm so excited. Thank you. Well, I want to let you do the talking. I want to let you talk about what mission looks like for you, but I want to give everybody else a tiny bit of backstory, which is I sent you kind of a, a wide eyed Instagram DM. <laughs> yeah. to like, I gotta talk to you. Um, and, and what I told you the backstory behind that was for, for, I want to say weeks, but I, I think it was genuinely months for months. Mm. I've been watching you maybe maybe longer, maybe a year. I'm watching you on Instagram, watching your stories, and I have been so blessed by the way God's gifted you and not just blessed, but spurred on. And and I would say spurred on to the point of conviction about wow. the way you use your gifts to which i said like i need your help and then i i later told you <laughs> it, i finally sent you a dm because i was at our church staff meeting and just had to confess to our our leaders i've got to reach out to this girl i mm. need to learn from her i want to watch her i want to help as many women as possible learn from her i'm really encouraged by the way he's gifted you and i'm really encouraged by the ways you step into obedience but why don't you talk a little bit about what that call looks like on your life, how it's being fleshed out right now in this season? Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, and honestly, thank you. That's <laughs> It's really just so nice to hear because sometimes you feel like, You're just doing stuff that's just totally hidden, and it's obviously like all for the Lord, but it's always so encouraging when you know that you're encouraging other people as well. So honestly, just thank you. Um, But yeah, it's really crazy because I would say it was like maybe seven or eight years ago that I actually really like kind of figured out that I was an evangelist. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't even know what that meant. (laughs) <laughs> when yeah. I like googled it and researched it and everything, like all sorts of <laughs> weird stuff would come up, and yeah, and I'm like, I, I don't necessarily feel like I'm Billy Graham and wanting to do these like crazy <laughs> crusades all over, but I just am obsessed with Jesus. I'm so honestly just so appreciative of how much He's saved me and forgiven me, and just honestly convicted to give that away to other people. And so I I quickly realized that that was the gift of evangelism, just honestly thinking and meditating on God's desire to win souls back to him and give people life and help people become free in their brain and in their finances and other areas. And honestly, I was living in New York City and God really simplified it for me. And I was like, I don't know how to be an evangelist, but I know I'm passionate about the lost. And it, I know this sounds like obvious Christianity, but he just said to me, he was like, well, just start to pray for opportunities to love people that you run into And it honestly just started as simple as that, where I would just wake up in the morning and I guess I would just create expectation in my life Mm. that God was going to use me. And uh, I just simply started like, I didn't start with any platform. I wasn't preaching in a church or anything like that. I wasn't even sharing anything on Instagram, but I was just kind of saying like, okay, God, um, I just want to see you move today. And, I want to know how to like love people practically. And so just show me and whether it was like through just reading the word of God or just walking down the street and feeling like a little inclination that I was supposed to encourage a stranger. Mm -hmm. um, It really just started that simply. And then I just kind of became addicted to it. (laughs) And yeah, I just started to see that God God moved in that expectation and moved in the willingness to work with him. Yeah. And from that, there's been so many opportunities. I mean, I, I've i led thousands of people to the Lord just on the street and, uh, and preach around the world. But honestly, it's like that one-to-one encounter, which really gets me, honestly, just the most excited. Yeah. Just seeing like going to Chipotle and God just tells me, just to tell someone they're not alone and like that's not like you don't need to know really anything theologically to tell someone that wow it's so simple and i'd be like god there's got to be more like you got to give me like the gifts of word of knowledge or something like crazy spiritual and he'd be like just tell them they're not alone and i started to do that and i'd be in a chipotle and tell the worker like i don't know if you feel like you're alone but God just wants you to know that you're not alone and he's always with you. And tears are falling and this person's having an encounter with God as they're making my burrito. And, right. and honestly, for me, I, I love doing it because I'm like, wow, God, you're really real. right? And you're really speaking and you really care about people more than just what we can know from Christian, like Christian stuff. We yeah. actually know that like, you're, you're alive and you're moving and you really deeply care about like the little things going on in people's lives. And so honestly, that's how all of this kind of started. And just since then, I've had this conviction to just show other people just how easy it
0: all is. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few things I want to capture in that. Number one, yeah. that your motivation was a gratefulness for God and his love for you. And yeah, a belief that he really loved people. And I feel like so many of us are used to hearing about evangelism or even equating evangelism with telling people they're wrong and and not loving them and hurting them and saying hard things for them. Um, And what we know, right, in our minds is that the most loving thing you can do for someone is give them the keys to life. You know, right. the most loving right. thing we could do for anyone is tell them about Jesus. But for so many of us, we've seen evangelism done done poorly. Um, yeah, where it's just telling people like they're awful, they're a mess, they're you know, they're the worst. And that can't be the best way to reach people. So I love that. Number one, that you're motivated by a gratefulness for what God's done in your life, for his love for you, but also by this idea that he really loves people too. A hundred percent. I'm so grateful that you said, like you do not need theological training to tell people they're not alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You don't, you don't (laughs) like, that's incredible. (laughs) And that is life changing. That's life changing for a world of people who walk around in darkness and, and really may genuinely feel like they're alone. A hundred percent. That's yeah. incredible. And I'm grateful that you're not only taking action, but that, yeah, that you are sharing it and showing it. If you guys don't follow Jesse, I cannot, I cannot suggest enough that you go follow her on Instagram just because this This desire that's implanted in all of us to share what we've been given will be stirred up in you as you watch. And when I Mm. tell people about you, when I tell people, I mean, when I sat at that staff meeting and told everyone at our on staff at our church, I said, you know, the craziest thing is when I hear people talk about evangelism or, you know, even often using what they've been given. There's this expert level of like, one day you'll be like me and you'll figure it out. And I have all, and I said, (laughs) I, I can't express how humble you are Mm -hmm. and how honest you are and so I'm just I'm grateful for how you use that gift and for me it was a good reminder that this is what the internet can be for we really can be inspired by one another's gifts and say and not just dismiss it and say like that's for her not for me but say like you know what I don't know. I don't know that God's going to have me lead thousands of people to him on the streets, but I do know that I'm going to be spurred on by your gifts and be a little, a little more obedient and a little more excited to be obedient when he does ask me to open my mouth. So. Totally. I actually like just on that,
1: I, I honestly couldn't agree more. And the thing is, I think it's like the precon of social media, because we can so easily compare ourselves to like the fruit of what we see in other people's lives. Right. And... We don't realize like all that hidden stuff that's going on behind the scenes Yeah, and i mean i literally was just sharing the gospel just one-on-one with people for years before i ever preached on any stage or even like i'll sometimes do like outdoor preaching at the pier and people are like whoa like that's so much boldness like god's really anointed you to do that and i'm like honestly Yes, but also like it took me years to build up the boldness to do something like that. Yeah, it took me years of knowing that like God was gonna back me up when I obeyed Him. Yes. Yeah, to be able to stand in front of a like a group of strangers at the pier and like preach about the goodness of God to people that are not there to like hear about God.
0: Right, right.
1: And people are like, God's given you so much boldness. And I'm like, no, honestly, it's it's a little tiny yeses for years that has grown that and has Mm -hmm. grown my faith. And I think sometimes people can even see on social media, people taking these big risks and doing these big things. And yet there's years and years of obedience in the background. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for so many people's gifts and talents and callings, we can almost see like the end of that and just want that. Yeah. And I remember like so many people would encourage me and be like, I feel like you're called to like preach around the world and blah, blah, blah. And I would almost get stuck there yeah. and feel like, first of all, totally like unqualified. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, what would I even say? <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and then also like God for, for years just really had me just sharpening like my relationship with him and who, what I believed about him and just doing honestly a lot of things in secret And I think sometimes, and I I honestly, that's why I love social media, because I think that we're starting to see this like authenticity movement happen, Mm -hmm. uh, where people are actually saying like, yeah, like maybe you're seeing this huge ministry now or this huge movement, but there are years, like so many preachers are sharing with There are years where they thought that they were totally discounted Mm -hmm. or not qualified or not able and so I think that that's so encouraging to know like we're all in that same journey together yeah yeah so I I I always tell people I'm like just just start with like the little tiny yeses with God before you get like the big (laughs) the big things
0: so talk for a minute about that the other way your calling is fleshed out and it's obviously not separate or different but all all combined all the same calling but you also lead salt churches with your husband will you tell us a little bit about how that started where you're at what what that looks like
1: yeah it's actually so fun that we're actually talking about this today because my husband and I just got back from vacation and we just had a lot of time being able to just reflect on what God's been doing mm. and uh, I just love that when you can actually just look yeah. back and be like wow God's done a lot yeah but yeah, we we were pastors in New York and we actually were on staff um, at a pretty big church with um, our family members. And it was awesome. And God was doing so many cool things. We were seeing so many people get saved and it was like a multi-site church. So my husband actually was a pastor of one of the locations and I pastored a different location. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is interesting. We would get super competitive with one
0: another. Oh my gosh, I love it.
1: Which is so bad, but honest.
0: <laughs> I'm like, how many salvations did you have? <laughs> I can't. I can't. That's amazing. I would say it's only bad if it's unhealthy for you guys. My husband and I yeah. are incredibly competitive in the things that are, you know, life giving for us to be competitive about, and everybody yeah. else would think we're maniacs. But um, <laughs> totally you should definitely never see us work out together. We're the worst.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no. My husband like used to be a personal trainer, so that we don't even go there. <laughs> Honestly, everything was going great. And so our church at that point was doing 21 days of prayer and fasting every January. And so we were honestly just praying and fasting for the churches we were leading and asking God vision for New York and just what he had for us. And honestly, every single time we were praying together, we just kept like seeing pictures of California Mm -hmm. and uh, seeing pictures of people in our living room and out on the streets. And uh, the end of that 21 days, I went to Georgia to speak at a conference. And during one of the worship sessions, I honestly, I, I saw this really profound vision and I saw this picture of people at Huntington beach pier and they were walking by the thousands into the water and being baptized. Mm. And uh, there are so many people being baptized that the people behind them had to baptize the next person. And it was just like this, it was kind of chaotic to be honest. Mm. And I I just prayed. And I said to God, I was like, what is that? And he just said, he said, that's the equipping of the saints. Mm. And I was like, okay. And so I came home and I said to my husband, I was like, Parker, I, Honestly, can't stop thinking about California. I can't stop thinking about like gathering people in homes and parks and just training them how to follow Jesus. And he was like, Jesse, look at my journal. And his whole journal was full of pretty much the same thing. So we ended up speaking to our lead pastors and we prayed with one another and we honestly just cried because we we could all feel that it was God. Yeah. And we honestly just had to grieve that we were being called to leave. Yeah. And so that was really, really hard. I thought it was going to be like a 10 year thing. And it went from 10 years to five years to two years to seven
0: months. Oh my gosh. Oh man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which is how God does stuff. It's right. like, once you like get it
0: out there, right. <laughs> I'm like, we never should have said anything, <laughs> which oh. I have to say of the ways better that you weren't like, it's going to be seven months. And God was like, it's going to be 10 years.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I'm always like, I'm like long game. I'm like, God doesn't have this for right now. That that's crazy. I love, it. I love it. So, yeah. So we met regularly with our lead pastors and kind of worked it out and really felt like we were supposed to start this movement of churches in homes which went against all of our training. Mm. (laughs) So my husband like went to Hillsong College and when he was 18 and like, that's what we've kind of always known is how to do like Sunday service and and we loved it. And so we kind of went through honestly like a major identity crisis. It was like our first year in California was awful. We had a two month old baby And uh, no, we didn't have any friends here, no family. All of our family was in New York. We had no money. We had like just stepped out from our salary jobs to starting to support raise as missionaries, which was another identity crisis. (laughs) And uh, God just kept telling us that the church that we were supposed to start was called Salt. And obviously, like everyone knows the verse, like about being salt and light. Mm -hmm. But he was giving us this huge revelation of what it truly means to be salt, that salt preserves regions. It preserves um, the pureness of just what God's doing in us. And it's a catalyst. And when there is salt there, there's change. We had a few mentors that were missionaries and church planters like around the world, and they just kept encouraging us like, don't go wide, go deep. Mm. And everything in our nature, I was like, okay, we're going to have a big launch Sunday at our house. (laughs) We're going to invite every single, we're going to go door to door and invite every single person in Orange County to come to our house. And all of our mentors were like, please don't do that. (laughs) And so we started with 60 people and then we asked, 60 people to come to the streets with us and share the gospel. And we were left with 10 people. Yeah. And honestly, it, it was really hard. And I cried multiple times to my husband and I was like, why are we doing this? I I hate this church. I, Mm. I, I hate being here. And I didn't realize how much I was measuring my, honestly, like my ministry success in the wrong things. Mm. Um, and so we decided to just start really simple, just teach people how to read the Bible and share the gospel in their workplaces or with their family or on the street and how to disciple other people. And from that now we have five churches in two years, and our house has grown to the point of max capacity twice now. Mm. But it's been slow, which is so, I guess, if if you've been in ministry at any point in your life, it's hard when things
0: are slow. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) And uh, you expect that, like, you're going to say yes to God, and there's going to be thousands of people waiting (laughs) for your yes. And that just wasn't the case. But now we're really starting to see that ripple effect of, like, multiplication of disciples being made and Mm -hmm. people that are just, like, obsessed with Jesus honestly yeah. and and generous with their finances and giving to one another and leading people to the Lord at their workplaces and now it's like the church of my dreams but I just it, all the time I feel like my identity is getting messed up because I always just keep on having to surrender the way I think it should be done and really like lean in and just continue to ask God like okay I'm just obsessed with you and I love you and so just what it is, what is it that you're having us do right now in this season? Hmm. And my like, I don't know if you know anything about the Enneagram, but mm-hmm. he's an Enneagram three. Yeah. And so he like wants to put systems in place and figure out ways to like scale it all the time. And God's just challenging him as well, and just being like, okay, He gave my husband this word, and he's like, I, the way I want to grow this church is like a sequoia tree Mm. and the way a sequoia seed actually starts growing is actually it's burned in a fire it's cracked open through a fire and we just believe that the church needs to be like started with just the fire of the holy spirit and what god's doing and just allow the growth to come naturally through just just step in what god's doing and so it's just been honestly a big learning process the last three years now and it's it's awesome. yeah so we we are teaching people how to share the gospel really practically and then not just lead people to salvation but personally disciple them
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, disciple people in their homes and at their workplaces and so that's been just a really fun interesting journey to like take people on. Yeah.
0: I want to capture a few things. Number one, on the seemingly backwards growth of your church. I don't know that I've ever specifically shared this online on the podcast, but I told you the first time you and I talked. I said, you know, salt churches are micro churches. I, I would say our church is like nearly a micro church. We have a we have a small church in Charleston, and actually, I want to preface that because somebody to me the other day and said, Hey, stop, stop calling your church small. Like you don't, you shouldn't limit what God's going to do through you guys. And I was like, I totally right. appreciate that sentiment and, and probably should always take it to heart. But when I talk about our church being small and I would believe you feel the same. I'm, number one, I'm not boasting that it's small. I'm not, I'm not one of those guys right. who's like, you know, things have to be small to be good. I don't believe that right. at all, but I certainly don't mean small as bad. Right. I just don't, I, I don't attach value to it, to the size. And I know that what's most important is that we're obedient and then God determines the fruit, not, not only the, the spiritual fruit, but the numerical fruit, all of it. So. Totally. Totally. I mean, well, you could call Jesus's,
1: discipleship group small like it's 12 people but their impact was
0: (laughs) massive (laughs) really really did some good yeah yeah (laughs) Um, so I want to pause there but to say like our church has literally experienced that backwards growth we've we've had seasons where we were you know almost at at 250 on a Sunday and over the last year and a half we've we've grown backwards into almost 80 almost 80 people 80 to 100 people on a Sunday. And while there's a, a myriad of things that could be discouraging about that, I know that I know that I know that we've gotten closer to what God has called us to in our execution yeah. and so I just want to yeah. say for anyone listening whether you lead a church, whether you lead a ministry, whether you have a small business, even if you have a platform online there are there are times when I know that I know that I know that I'm being obedient even to share what God's asked me to share online where I will just have mass people unfollowing me, thousand in a week. You know? <laughs> oh gosh, that's true. And I will, I will be like, bye, <laughs> like I love you, you. Get, but please unfollow me because I gotta go where God's asked me to go, yeah. and I gotta say what God's asked me to say. And so I want to just encourage people. Just don't talk about backwards numerical growth that's being so fruitful, okay. but it is. I'd- yeah, if we believe what his word says, we believe that pruning leads to fruit. Yeah, um, So we, we should welcome it and say, like, come on, if it's followers, if it's a little bit less money, if it's a little less people, we should get expectant about what God's going to bring when the pruning happens.
1: That is so good. Yeah, I actually I think about that all the time because I... it can be so easy to get caught up in that stuff, even with like likes on a post where you're like, I know God told me to say this. I'm like, no one likes this or cares about this. Yeah. And I just always am like reminded of the time like where Jesus has this huge crowd in front of them and just tells them to like eat his flesh and drink his blood and God leaves. And I'm constantly challenged just by that part of scripture where I'm like, gosh, he's just not concerned Mm-mm. with keeping the crowd, Mm-mm. but about doing his father's business. Yeah. Yeah. And I even love like Peter's response. He's like, this is like a hard thing to understand.
0: <laughs> Literally. Literally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just think a lot of times, like, especially if you're a leader or running a ministry or entrepreneur or any, even a mom, sometimes you have to do things that others just don't understand. Mm -hmm. And just because other people validate it or don't validate it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's right or wrong. And it's something my husband always says that we have it written on our wall in our bedroom is we always say obedience is success. Mm hmm. And so saying yes to God and obeying him is the most successful you can be in ministry or in life or as a parent. And even if the whole world disagrees with you, if you put something on your heart to do, even if you're by yourself, I mean, John the Baptist for a long time was in the wilderness alone.
0: Right, right.
1: Before he was baptizing crowds of people and he was kind of a weirdo. (laughs) Right, right. Jesus says he is like one of the greatest prophets that's ever lived.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Talk to me about what you're learning about God in this season.
1: Oh man. I feel like a lot. I feel like I'm really learning that. <laughs> I've I've been talking about this this whole time, but maybe that's why because it's what I'm learning, but I just am really learning about how much he loves us. And mm. it's so basic Christianity so right now we're doing this initiative we're really we're really trying to intentionally love our neighbors that just live down the street and know the needs of our neighborhood and just get to know the people here so that we can actually serve them and I felt frustrated at first I, I felt like it was kind of hard and awkward and I, I felt like I was trying to like make something happen and I felt like God was giving me an a, a I guess a newer revelation of just how much he loves us. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like one of those things where when he always says, he's like the first commandment really truly is to love the Lord with all your heart, your mind, and soul. And I feel like for me, it's really easy to love God with all of my mind, Mm. but sometimes it's like a little bit hard for me to love God with all of my soul. Mm. And I think that's what I'm learning right now is how do I like actually receive that kind of love from him where it's not just like God, my father and my provider and my savior. And obviously he loves me, but even learning like, gosh, like God thinks about me all the time. And he really does have good plans for me. And like when I'm struggling with something, like I actually can really talk to him about it, and he he's like waiting for me to talk to him about it. Mm. And I think I'm just really, even honestly, just like I'm obsessed with like reading scripture right now because I just feel like there's so much in there, and uh, I feel like God's really like showing me a side of Him as like the teacher as well. Mm. And I've been asking, I've been late, lately just opening up my Bible and just saying, like, God, just teach me your word. Just like, like you personally teach me, like, why is this in here? And what are you saying? And It's almost overwhelming. There's so much. And I've, I've been like stuck in Second Corinthians, and I just feel a little overwhelmed by how much God has for us and how much he's called us to and how much life he has to offer us. And personally, how much I exchanged that for honestly, really insignificant things. Hmm. And so I honestly am just learning, like, I really want everything that God has and everything that he, he is versus like some form of Christianity that kind of like fits in the world and God, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's really challenging <laughs> though, to be honest. Yeah. You know, I had this, I had this moment. The other day with the Bible. I've, I've always been a Bible girl. I love the Bible. I like making sure other women know they can get in the Bible. Love the Bible. But I had a moment the other day with the word where I thought, this is really raw and honest. I think that in this season, the way I'm hearing from God, and I've heard from him in a, in a variety of ways over my life, yeah. the way I'm hearing from him the most is his word. And I, mm, I just, yeah. I felt like, Holy spirit just quickened me to this truth that if I wasn't reading the word right now, I think I'd, I'd really have a hard time believing God. Wow. Well, yeah. Which so- sounds like, of course, you know, <laughs> right. but, you know, when you can almost see like, Oh, this would have been a pitfall, which, you know, yeah. w- with jobs like ours was with, with honestly lives, like most of us live If I started inwardly just really doubting God's existence or love or power for me, everything I do would feel like a lie. Yeah. I would have such a situation in my mind and in my soul because I would just be walking around lying all day. Yeah. And, And there would just be such an incongruence to to who I am and what I'm saying. And so it was just one of those moments where I thought, you know, there's, there's so many seasons I can look back on and say, I was just hearing from God. I was seeing him move. I was seeing him like one plus two equals a million. I, and this is not one of those seasons. This is one of those yeah. seasons where every day I'm, I'm reading his word and I'm like, shoot, okay, let's keep going. Yeah. And so that sounds so simple to say, but I just, I, I, I felt like, It was just a gift from the Holy spirit to, to show me this could be going a lot harder. This could be really rough if you weren't in the word right now.
1: Gosh, that's (sighs) so, I, I find that like, honestly, so encouraging too, because I think for a lot of people that I talk to and probably a lot of people that are listening to this podcast, it almost can become like, just like a habitual thing to read your Bible. Right. And Mm -hmm it's like, we know we should do that as Christians. We know we should pray. We know we should read our Bible. And it, it almost can become a little mundane, mm-hmm. but I love just what you're sharing. Cause I really do think it's like not, I almost feel like it's hard to explain, but I almost feel like it's one of those things where God can almost open our eyes to how much of a life source it actually is. Mm-hmm. And that like, I really do believe that the Bible does answer every single problem of your life. And uh, I found for myself, kind of similar to what you're saying, like when I'm going through something, it's weird, but I, like, I'll happen to read a Bible verse, like the week before that directly addresses the situation that I'm in. Mm. And uh, I just, I always just meditate on the fact that like the word is alive and active and, uh, I, I just think that God is so cool in the way that he speaks to us and the way that he orchestrates things. And even like, honestly, just the spiritual discipline of reading your Bible every day. I, I do feel like God in his like kindness will bring words that you like forgot you even read just to, to mind in the moment that you need it. Mm-hmm. And just like you were saying, I mean, yeah, I couldn't agree more. There's so many times in my life where Like I felt criticized or struggling financially or whatever it may be. And literally God just brings to mind a word that I read in a random scripture on a random day. And I I think if I didn't have it, I could go into a really dark, weird place. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's real.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, before we leave, I want to give everybody this gentle heads up. I, I'm dreaming with Jessie and the things I want to pull her into. And I've already had <laughs> just some kind of like wild, hey, I, I want to do things together. I want to work together. You're going to be, I hope, prayerfully, if I can talk her into it, which um, <laughs> she isn't fighting me hard. So that's it. <laughs> um, You're, you're going to be hearing from her more. And, and I think God's going to... I think God's just putting some fun things together. But on that note, how can we be praying for you? How can we be praying for your family? Yeah,
1: um, well, I'm actually pregnant. So just, I guess over that, we have another baby coming and uh, we're having a girl. So we're really excited about that. But we have a three-year-old and a two-year-old. And so you and I have talked about that before, but it's just a little crazy here sometimes. So I guess just honestly, just protection over my family. Mm -hmm. Obviously, my husband and I are called into ministry and we love what we do, but we also really wanna be great parents and love our kids well and be intentional with them. And so, yeah, just protection over our children and our family. And also next year, we kind of are taking another step of faith and at next July, we're launching basically a three-day evangelism event in Orange County called Saturate. Wow. And uh, we're working with the local churches in Orange County and working on getting them to partner together, which is not the norm in Orange County at all. Mm-hmm. And we're already seeing tons of churches sign up and partner and churches that in years past actually like had issues with one another starting to unite and come together through this. Mm -hmm. And so God's just doing really significant things here, but we need a huge team to get that together and people registered and just all the logistical stuff that comes with like putting something like this on. So just prayer over that and just God's guidance through the whole thing, just because it's, it's again, like a little bit of a stretch. But we're excited. We're already seeing tons of people come to the Lord just through the planning of it. Mm-hmm. So it's really exciting. And I guess that's basically it those two things just are probably the big ones for
0: us. I love that. So good. We're going to share in the show notes where everybody can find you and follow you, but I'm just super grateful for your time. And thanks Jess. I'm a big fan and I love you and I love God in you. Yeah, Sam.
1: And I'm just, I'm honestly so honored that we've gotten to chat and just what God has in store for us. And just honestly, just anytime I talk to you, I just feel so encouraged that God's just doing so many crazy things and it's cool to see the connections and relationships and honestly the encouragement he has for his women right now in this mm-hmm. this season
0: mm-hmm. and so
1: it's, it's awesome.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love you. Thank you so much friend.
1: Thank you. Talk to you soon.